Welcome back to another episode of the Footy LG Pod. My voice doesn't sound too familiar. It's because you're a new fan from last week. I'm Nico. I help host this pod alongside Tony. <laughs> we had uh, other Footy LG boy Dante as well as a guest last week. Um, he's a Man City season seat holder, so obviously he knows his stuff. So make sure you go back, listen to that episode. But right now you're listening to this one. It's me. I'm back, and I'm here with Tony. Tony, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, you know, another week, another TFC loss, another game where TFC does not score a goal, another game where TFC barely registers a shot on net. I mean, mm-hmm. can it get any better? Uh, it fucking better. They have not scored since June 24th against New England. Mm-hmm. So that's running on. By the time they play their next game, which, well, obviously, by the time they play the next game, it would be two months without a goal in league play because they obviously got the break now for League's Cup. But it's um, it's a bit of a joke, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, you know what? It's a joke that's not funny at all because I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's they, they, they seem to be saying, hey, don't worry, guys. The goals will come. And I'm just sitting here going, you sure? It's, I'm, I'm that meme right now. Are you sure about that? Yeah, Are you sure about that? Like you know, like come on. How how soul gutting? How so much of a gut shot was that Bayern Munich friendly yesterday? Twenty seven goals in one game. Fuck, buddy. <laughs> I, I can only wish nine more more than TFC scored this season. I I can only wish, my friend. I I I don't get it. Uh it's it's wild to me, but yeah, that's I I wish TFC could be that have that problem because. Not one goal since June 24th. And don't get me wrong. That's was in a loss that they got that one goal. Yeah. Uh, their last goal where they didn't get a loss was June 10th when they tied Nashville. Their last time yeah. they scored when we won was May 27th when we beat DC United 2-1. Like, wow. this is, you know what? And <laughs> I do have one comment on the show from last week. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about, you said, is this the worst TFC team ever? And and buddy, that's the Man City season C holder. I, I can't not remember his name for the life of me right now. I had it Joe. written down. Joe, I Joe thought that's what it is. Yeah. Didn't want to say it. Um, he's, he knows his shit. Don't get me wrong. He knows his stuff. But he said this is not the worst TFC team ever. He said the team that with Danny Dicchio and them going through. Who the fuck were on those teams? Yeah. Nobodies. We have the highest, I believe right now, as before all the transfers came in, the highest salary in the league. Two of the five highest paid players in the league, and we are the worst team in this league. This is mm-hmm. by far the worst Toronto FC team we have ever had in the history of this franchise, and I don't even think it is a debate. The way yeah. they can't score a goal, the way they can't stay healthy, any of this stuff. It's been a bad past few years, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. now that we have these Insignia, Bernesky, and the whole team behind them, and especially coming off that team where we were amazing in 2016, 2017, even 2019, to come to where we are now and you look at this team, this is by far the lowest it's ever been to be a Toronto FC fan in the history of this club. When they were new, they were shit, don't get me wrong, but at least they yeah. were new. We had the building blocks, you know, going through the rough patches. We had some bright spots, some not so bright. Then the year of Jermaine Defoe happened, that was a little bit of a dark spot too, but it's never been as bad as this year, ever. Well, I mean, between, between uh, I'd say, between 2016 to 2019, just before that COVID year, I mean, TFC was up there with Seattle. Is probably the one-two punch of MLS. Uh, Seattle was and, the best. And, we were second. They went to three and those, cups. And we, we both reality, went to three cups. They won two. We won one. 
Seattle and, and TFC were two of the only MLS teams that were competing in, against the Mexican teams and actually giving them a fight in that run. So to go from that level where we were so far ahead of the rest of the league in just three seasons to be so far behind – that I mean, it's it's crazy. It's Buddy, actually we're, we're not it's even, insane. But we're not even far behind. We're so far below, yeah. far behind. It's insane, dude. Yeah, we are sitting right now at in fourteenth place. And the only reason we're in 14th place and not dead last in the East is because dead last, who's a point behind us, has two games in hand. Yeah. We have two less wins than everybody in the East. The only team. Really, that's been worse than us this year is Colorado, but they also have a game in hand on us and the same amount of points. They have the only team that has three wins. We, us and Colorado have three wins, but they got more ties than losses. We have the extra loss. But again, we right They're now the only team are, less goals with us than we, to us too. Yeah. But but look at their goals against it. We got more. I'm telling you, we are the worst team right now in MLS. This is the worst it's ever been to be a TFC fan. This is the darkest spot on this franchise's history. And I do not think I'm over exaggerating by saying that. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's 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 not something that's. I mean, yes, you're right. We had the past. You know, we weren't the greatest, but this team, this club, hit the heights that everyone. We were at the top, and to see this fall so fast is insane. Yeah, like it's just like I get. Okay, you know what? You want to walk off the COVID year? Oh, it is what it is. We weren't playing at home fine but 2021 2022 and now this the excuses there's no more excuses it's just it's pathetic management it's pathetic from mlse it's just it's just crazy how much this team has dropped you know what i mean i know but but you know what even just for a little bit of um revisionist history's sake in the Mm -hmm. 2020 covid year we were never the worst team in the league we almost won a supporter shield and who was our best player that year? Pause with. Um, but he was healthy, but he was hurt a lot of that year, right? Yeah, Pause I'd say Pause even though, yeah, Lario was still there. Yeah, but again, um, but again, we I, came, I'd say even Osorio would be up there. You could put him up there. Lorraine and Osorio are still here, and we have Insignia, Bernadeschi, and all of them, and look what we're doing. That, yeah. that 2020 year, we came second in the East. Yeah. Um, look at the 2018 year, the year after our title. We finished ninth in the East. But like, that was because that was because the push for the Champions League. We did screw up at the end. Of the course. Beginning. But look you at know, the like shit there was years. A lot of... But look at the shit years of TFC. 2014, we finished seventh. We were still not last. We finished above above a few quite a few teams that year. We finished with one, two, three, four, six mm-hmm. teams. We were above. Like it's we've never been this bad. Yeah. This is by far the worst we've ever been. Now, hey, listen, we're supposed to trust guys. Don't worry. Goals are going to come. We're signing Cassius Malula. What the fuck? For 1.5 million? When I saw that offer and I read that teams from Belgium and France are going after him, like nothing against him. I think I, I read his stats. Supposedly he's like for the African continent. He's one of the best strikers in Africa last he's young. year. He's, in the he's South young. Af- he's but 22. he's in the South African League. Who the fuck's yeah. in the South African League? Like, but the, No, I agree. I agree. But, you know, nothing against him. But if you've got teams from Belgium and France going after him and you're only offering 1.6 when you desperately need a striker, it's like, guys, really? Well, it seems like they're going to get him. 
That's what I'm hearing. You, you, I mean, you got to remember. You got to remember. One point six well. million. I do. You got to remember. One point six well. million a year in salary is actually pretty high compared to what most leagues can pay. Like well, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Serie A, the Serie A's average pay like for high end players is only like four million a year. But the good thing about him too, because he's 22, he gets under the U22 initiative. Yes, exactly. But so it's only going to count for. So can, can I tell you what I'm worried about with this guy? Again, young guy from South Africa. They're throwing. They're splashing a shitload of money to bring him in. What worries me is the one thing that I feel like TFC really lacks right now is strength. We have a yeah. bunch of fucking short, finesse players that get bodied in the MLS. This yeah. guy's five foot eight. Like, yeah. he's not going to dummy anyone in the box. He's not going to be fighting for any of these balls. He might be another finesse guy. But I think that is really where it definitely... Look at our lineup right now. Insignia, pussy. He is. Osorio. Great. They're, these are great players, but I'm talking about strength. Insignia, yeah. pussy. Osorio, pussy. Servania, pussy. <laughs> like, who, the only who, one's Mbika, Mbika really. Mb Mbika. But he's a center back. He better be yeah. tough. You know what I mean? I'm talking about in midfield and our forwards. We have none. Bernadeschi is a firecracker. Don't get me wrong. He'll go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, but he's not a strong guy either. What worries me, what worries me about this kid is that he's probably – I'm hoping they're actually being honest with him about the situation with Insignia and Bernadeschi. Because I hope he's not watching this thinking, wow, I'm going to be in between Insignia and Bernadeschi, and then he comes here and they're both gone. Yeah, it could be. You know, that's what I'm worried about, and I can see Bill Manning doing that. Like, saying, oh, no, everything's fine with those two. While he comes in, probably won't even get a game with these two. And he's like, what the fuck am I here for? And then there we go again, right? Another fucking failed signing. Yeah. I mean, it can't get worse than the strikers we have. I mean, if this guy scores two goals, he's already going to be our top scorer. Hey, 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 Okay. Well, I'm, a, I'm saying out of the striker, DeAndre Kerr's not a striker. He's Kerr's a, a striker. He's a forward. No, he's a midfield. He's a midfield. No, they play him at striker. Yeah, because yeah, we have no choice. I think he has three right now. I could be wrong. He could be two. You could be right. Even then, I, the other guys, Akinola, Diamande, and all those guys, Sapong, two goals, he's getting more than the rest. So, That's true. I mean, it's just. I hope he does well, but it's. I don't think that's a solution we need. Um, hey, he's he's young. If yeah. he pans out, this will be a brilliant sign. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I just with so. knowing Toronto FC's luck, this seems like one of those picks where it's throw a dart at a board and hope this guy turns out, which we've seen countless of times that TSC's tried to do. Uh, let, yeah. let me let me spit some names out to you and see if uh, if you remember any of these. Um, Agar Akeche, yes. Javier Martina. Like guys like this, Agar like Akeche, I was excited for. I was thinking, how, wow, TFC just won the MLS Cup. Now we're adding a guy from Athletic Bilbao. And how that going to come in there and help out the mid? And it went downhill. He missed Nicholas, that penalty. Nick, Nicolas <laughs> Benize, like all these names of guys. Nicolas like, Benize. Benize was actually good though. He was, but he was nothing crazy good. We should have kept him. That was one of those guys we should have kept. He was, you know what? You know, I fuck with him because he wore that Dragon Ball Z sweater that one time when yeah. he got subbed off. He was actually, so you know, I yeah. always have. I he was actually, I liked him. I liked Nicholas Benzel. Same, was, but what I'm saying I, is, he was, was one of those it's, guys. It that seems like that type of play, though. Do you know what I mean? It seems like yeah. that. Let's throw a dart here and see if we get lucky. I, I bet you none of the people in TFC have seen this kid play a full game. They looked at his stats just like we did. They said, hey, yeah. this guy's in the South African League, he's 22. I hear maybe there's some rumors of Belgium and France teams that are looking to bring him in. We could probably overcut them in price and bring him here first. 
Yeah. I don't know how well it works out. I'm very hesitant. Uh, I think... I mean, like it's hard to, not to say it's going to be okay because look what we have now. <laughs> you it's know what I mean? Okay. You know, it's one of those things. Like, I mean, the good thing is if they can get the deal done soon, he can start with the League's Cup and he's going to have two games to put his feet wet. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be – it's just – I don't know, man. Like – if you're going to do that, like, you should grab other players, too. Go out and grab some strikers, like I said last week, from, like, the fucking championship or Serie B or La Liga, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. go grab someone that has, that's scoring goals right now because that's what it is. There's there's this monkey on the back of all these strikers yeah. that, no, that they can't score. Like, I know you don't agree with it, but, you know, like, you got a guy like Taron Campbell, who I mentioned last week at Forge. He's the top scorer in CPL history right now. Yes, he's not good. His quality shit, but let's be honest right now, he's got that confidence. But CPL is so much up. different, dude. It is, but I know, but think about it right now. If you got to put a guy there that has that confidence in him, he's probably going to do some score yeah. one or two goals. If it doesn't work out, it's probably only going to cost you like 100 grand. You know what I mean? Like 250,000 maybe max. You know, and CPL has that rule where you can loan the players out. I mean, Ryan Telfer went from York to TFC how many times that one season, right? So, I mean, like, you got these strikers here that's not working. Like, like Akello, I love the guy. He he was a – he got devastated by injury. Uh, Sapong, he fooled us. He threw – he made that trade look like we lost that trade with the way McNaughton's playing. Um, Peruzza, you know what? I don't know how many chances you can give the guy. And Diamande, I don't know. He just – he must have blackmail on Bob Bradley. Yeah, he, he's hanging contrast. out. He's hanging out at the local Mandarin buffet. You know, having you know, food. like, like right now the options are so thin right now that. But why are you going to the CPL? Why wouldn't you go to MLS Next Pro? Somewhere, like I'm just saying, go somewhere. Well, like, no, but I'm like, not even saying, like, you don't need to bring in like Kyle Laren, like which would be per- I would love it, but you got to bring someone in that I don't care where they come from. They have to have that. They have to have that confidence right now that they can step up and score a goal. Because half the problem with strikers is scoring goal. You have to be confident in scoring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's half the battle. It's just that. So, and that's something that they, we don't have right now. Like, yes, there are moments where Insignia and Berardeschi should be playing better. And I 100% agree with you. But there are moments when those guys put the ball on Sapong's foot, on Akinola, Akinola's foot, and Sapong passes it to the goalie, or Akinola stops, spins, instead of shooting, passes it to the wing, and then it gets stopped by the defender, right? Like, it's just, it's just guys, like, it's just that confidence. And at this point, I don't care who comes in. And what I liked about this young kid is that he was a top scorer in South Africa. He was one of the top talents in Africa, you know. Will it, will it pan out in MLS? We don't know. But at least it's someone that's coming in with yeah. confidence that he had a great, he had the best season of his career. You know what I mean? I, I need results. I don't give a fuck about confidence. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you're not gonna get it if you don't have it. <laughs> no, I, I think I think they're looking in the wrong directions. I mean, to your point too with CPL. Look, I in my opinion, MLS Next Pro is a better league than CPL. And look at a kid like Jason Russell Rowe scored 21 goals in 19 yeah. games in MLS Next Pro. He has two and 21 in the MLS. It is a different beast. All right, these guys aren't gonna come in and they produce. 
two in MLS, so he would be top scorer right now. But I, I, I bet you, I bet you, Jordan Peruzza goes to a CPL team and he's the leading scorer. But they get get look at a guy like Mo Farzi though, starting with Columbus and how well he's doing. You he's know. not scoring. You know what I mean? It's a but different. It's, it's a different. It's role. just the confidence of it. You know, I just. No, I agree. You, need, you know, you just need someone. Sometimes you just need that guy that just. Put it in the net. That's it. That, but that's it. But you finding know? someone to actually put it in the net, I think, is the hardest thing in soccer. Is to actually get someone who can score the goals. And I don't see a guy in the CPL that's a goal scorer coming in here and replicating that in the MLS. I don't. Same with the MLS Next Pro. Maybe in the future, my you want to know who my take is? I want them to go. So you know how we got Josie. Josie started in the MLS. Then he went over to Europe, had some time out there, and we brought him back later. There's a guy right now who started in the MLS. He's American. Went over to Europe about th- two or three years ago, and he's doing okay. But I, he's in second divisions, and he's not been looked at yet. Oh, Fucking uh, splash the money to get Daryl DK. Yeah, that was that was. I was he, when you said it. He's the same build as like a Jose, Josie Alter. Like I said, we need height and weight to bully around. He's six foot two. He's still only twenty three years old. Spend the money and bring him back to MLS. Yeah. That's a guy you need on this team. I agree. That would be a, a really good fit. I think it would be that good. Would I be think a, I, he's on West Brom right now. He's on West Brom, who I think are still in the second division, right? Yes. So, yes. I mean, really, what's you can't overpay someone in the second division there right now? Like, Yeah, to me, TOC, you go to any second division, Spain, Italy, Germany, England, you're going to – you have the money to outbid these guys. Right? You know, like you have it. Like, like even – like, like, dude, like there's so many – like there's so many top strikers that are on mid-table teams, you know, in like Belgium and Holland that you could outpay, and they're gonna come in with this professional attitude, and they're probably gonna be better than what we have. I agree. You know, and it's like, I get, you know, you're trying to take a chance. Maybe have a wonder kid here with this guy, but it's like, man, it's just pathetic that there, the options are there, and this is the only thing they can come up with. And, and I think I think what the big thing is as well is people just don't want to play here. But a guy like Daryl Dika, who's from America, why wouldn't he yeah. want to play here, right? Yeah. Um, it, it just, to me, oh, apparently he's had a lot of injury issues out of West Brom, so that could be a big issue too. Kind of mm-hmm. But still, guys yeah, like that. We don't, is, we don't, don't need that. Then. Yeah, no. God, no, we don't, we don't need that. But I mean, you know, and, and when we look at it this way, I think a lot of this goes towards MLS as a whole. And I want to talk a little bit about the comments Ronaldo made regarding MLS versus Saudi Arabia. Now, first and foremost, everyone's dogging Ronaldo. Oh, why is Messi's living in his head? Buddy, he was asked these questions in an interview. He didn't just randomly come out and say these questions. He came, they asked him, and he said he's never going back to Europe. He said Europe right now is actually faltering a little bit and that – uh, really, it's only the Prem that's doing good. And I've been saying this for years now, is that to me, anyways, I know to- if you're a big soccer fan like Tony and you guys, you guys can watch soccer, you can watch wherever. The Prem is the mecca of soccer right now. I can watch any Prem yeah, game. The Prem is. to me is amazing. Um, it, it's just, do, what do you think about how he said Saudi Arabia is way better than MLS, the league? Um, and what do you think this about is, him saying like he's kind of that trendsetter where he goes, people follow? Because I mean, I find it hard to disagree if you look at the players that are going to Saudi Arabia now versus the players coming to MLS after Ronaldo and Messi yeah. moves. You know, I'm gonna split that in two things. One, Saudi Arabia even better than MLS. I don't agree with that one. 
I think MLS quality is better than Saudi Arabia quality. Because, I mean, Celta de Vigo just played Al Nazir in, um, in Portugal and with Ronaldo on the field, and they couldn't sell at that stadium. And Celta de Vigo won 5 nothing, right? So I think um, the quality in Saudi Arabia is not at the – even though they're funding all these players coming in with the money, is not there yet. So I think he's wrong with that one. I think the quality of MLS is much better than Saudi Arabia. But um, as a trendsetter, I 100% agree. I 100% agree with him because if he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia, Rosberg doesn't go, Benzema doesn't go, Mendy doesn't go, Koulibaly doesn't go. And look at Miami. It's only his friends, Leo Messi's friends. And then the other guys that they're buying are – just is fucking he's handpicking them the people he wants to play with so i agree i agree in a sense that i think mls quality as a whole right now might be better than saudi arabia as a whole but if you take us all-star saudi league team versus an all-star mls team the saudi team would murder us oh yeah the all-stars yes if you took like the best players and made it made a team, I think the Saudi yeah. League with Scarta. Look at who's come to to MLS since Messi announced his move. Uh, Jordi Alba and Busquets. and Busquets. Who's gone to the MLS since or Saudi since Ronaldo? So you've already mentioned Koulibaly. You've mentioned Benzema. What about Milinkovic Savic? That was crazy. What uh, about fucking Jota from Celtic? Jota. What about He's a young player? What about Ruben, Ruben Neves? Neves? Yeah. What about Edward Mendy? What about Roberto Firmino? What about Anderson Talisca? You know what I mean? Like these guys like this. And Jordan Jordan Henderson today too. Jordan Henderson today is going to out. Uh, I was I was blown well, by that one. Look at the team. I know look, Steven look Gerrard's at the coach. Gerrard's the coach, you know. But still, I, I didn't expect him to, you know, Liverpool's yeah. cool, cap, great captain, you know. That's what I'm saying. When you when you look at those players going, if it keeps going that way, and my thing, you know what I think is going to be the real big thing that turns this whole wheel is if this year goes successful for the Saudi League, all of the Muslim players in Europe right now that would much yeah. rather play in a Muslim country, and especially if they're getting paid more, are going to see that as a legitimate opportunity. I guarantee you, like we always talk, joke about this, like how many France players were actually born in France, mm-hmm. right? All these guys, especially the, the, the Muslim ones, would love – to play in a Muslim country or play in a country goes around. You know what I mean? They play in Europe because that's where I the think, big thing is. But if, if Saudi Arabia can get this going, I would not be surprised if we see the start of a massive league in Saudi Arabia. I think uh, between you and me, I think most Salah by January is in Saudi Arabia. I, I wouldn't be surprised, man. Another Muslim who would who who has yeah. set, gone on record saying he would like to live and play in a Muslim country. Like then that's yeah. what Benzema, that's what it came down to Benzema. He said, you know what? I I want to play in a Muslim country. I want to be there where I can practice my religion, do all that kind of stuff, and still, and he's still making great money. If these mm-hmm. guys can pay their players, but what they're paying them right now, and they're bringing them, yeah. the one that surprised me, there's two. So Milinkovic Savage very much surprised me him going here, uh, mm-hmm. as well as Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves is on record saying he wanted to play Champions League soccer, so everyone's thinking he's going to a Champions League team, and then boom, he announces that he's going to uh, Saudi Arabia. That one caught me out of left field he's still like 26 years old he did admit that it was for the money though he said he set his family up right like so which i i respect i mean he's not going to get that money in europe 
whoa, we got too heated there. And the text said, we got to <laughs> cut these boys off. But we're not cutting off today, Tony, are we? Let's get into some no. top bins, trash bins, bro. I know you got some for me. Yeah, so I had uh, – it's actually just one of those weeks that I had a lot to go through. There were so many crazy things I saw throughout this uh, this week. Um, wow, just as I opened Twitter to uh, look at the first tweet, Astrid Wet just uh, – posted a really crazy picture oh, i'm uh, sure chelsea oh. fans uh, yeah yeah as, as he opened <laughs> no, twitter as i'm throwing air he quotes here 20... he gets notifications when she tweets 27 minutes ago yeah i'm sure i'm sure oh as i opened twitter yeah you're so you're so sneaky tony give me a fucking i'm honest, I'm honest yeah yeah anyway uh <laughs> So I don't know if you ever heard of this podcast before, but it's called the No Ratings Podcast. Um, they do speak about soccer and and everything pretty much like we do. And God, this... damn, I'm looking at that photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, okay, that's, a, that's, a, that's a crazy jump. We were just talking about how the Muslim League in Saudi Arabia, and then we're talking about that. So we talk about everything here. Um, anyway, so the quote that came from the No Ratings Podcast, um, the one guy said, and Bappen's got a bigger legacy than Neymar already. And everyone on the show or on this pod that I saw the clip of were like, what are you talking about? How can that be? Um, but I agree with them. Uh, top bins, trash bins. Trash bins. Really? Yeah. And it's not even close. Um, really? Listen, After everything get... Mbappe's won? Uh, what has he won? The World Cup. And that's it. And he, has not won... he has not won any Champions Leagues. He's won the French division, which, in my opinion, means literal yeah. jack shit. Um, and again, he's 24 years old, all right? Neymar's 31. Um, Neymar, on his record, he has a Champions League. He has a Club World Cup. He's got two La Ligas. He's got a bunch of Copa del Reyes. And he's also got all the league ones that Mbappe has, as well as all those France trophies that he has, plus all those other ones. Um, okay, I get the World Cup's huge. And he was like the most dominant player, and he was like what eighteen at the time. 19? I don't think he was the most dominant player in that World Cup. I mean, Griezmann was for France him for fuck. Yeah, yeah Griezmann I think him, I think him and Griezmann were. I think uh, was, Griezmann, was Griezmann to me was top was top there. I mean, uh, didn't he win the gold? Or he was he was, he was second in goals? Like it, it's yeah. it, Mbappe was good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying that was one tournament. Again, we I feel like as soccer fans, when well, someone was the last World, World Cup, Cup too, we rate it so high. It's one month of their careers. Okay. I, I much rather yeah, look at every year, year by yeah. year. And to me, the Champions League is the biggest tournament in the world because it's where the best players on the best teams play. Mm-hmm. And Neymar has one and Mbappe doesn't. I think that the Champions League is more important than the World Cup on a roster. And I know what you're saying. Well, you know, World Cups only happen every four years. You're right. He's had every year to win a Champions League and he hasn't won one yet. Yeah. Uh, Neymar has one. Regardless of, oh, he was with uh, <laughs> Messi's or all that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He has one. Mbappe doesn't and Mbappe stayed his whole career he's right I know they're trying he's trying to get out now and go to a Real Madrid shirt but right now he's running that Pele shit for me where he does unreal one month every four years and then we're like squirrels away in an easy ass league where he can just hammer in goals and play with a bunch of chuds all right and that's what he's doing in in the French league right now I I'm a hundred percent on a trash bin side I I would say Neymar's legacy is still better than Mbappe's uh if don't get me wrong if Mbappe even just moves to a good team and does relatively well, he will surpass mm-hmm. Neymar easily. I 100% believe that. But yeah, right now, right now it's Neymar. That's what I was thinking. It's like, 
I mean, for me, it's because Mbappe is still so young. Yes. And, when he's, you know, that's where I, I kind of agree with it. Because Neymar, he's had the opportunities to do this. He's had the good teams as well, right? Especially with that Brazil team. The amount of time, you know, at the World Cup where he hasn't been able to push that team to the next level, you know. So, um, you know, I think the Brazil teams you know, have been mad overrated. They, yeah, they, yeah, but they're still good teams. I still yes. think they're, they're they're among they're always going to be a contender, right? So I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to see on that one. Um, the second one, uh, top is trash bins. Uh, Concacaf um, is working with uh, Colum Bowl, the South American uh, equivalent, um, to get Concacaf teams in the Copa Libertadores. Uh, top is trash bins for Concacaf doing that instead of trying to develop a better Champions League here. I think it's trash bins. Make a better one here. Don't get me wrong. The Libertadores is sick. Uh, and yeah. it'd be unreal in there, but they'll just smash us. Yeah, I it's mean, sick because the culture works because every team has the same culture. Yeah, I, I mean, like, we, we don't even, like, we. it took us how long for one MLS team to win the, the CONCACAF Champions League against Mexico? We've done it once. Yeah. And you think, there's why would they want to put us in the Libertadores? We would get manhandled. We would not be yeah. able to play on away games there. Um, the travel yeah. is insane. To get from yeah. here to South America just for one game midweek would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, it does not make sense. Make it better here. Keep working towards to have uh CONCACAF teams in the Copa America like they're doing next year, where it's gonna be yeah, that's different. Nas- do, national do, team, that. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. Uh no trash bins. Do no, I don't want CONCACAF sides in the Copa Libertadores. Yeah. Maybe a few Mexican sides to try it out, okay, but there can't be no MLS teams in that. To me, it's a simple fix for CONCACAF. You do a 32-team group stage. It's like Champions League in Europe. You put eight MLS teams, eight Mexican teams, and then the rest of the leagues fill up the last 16 spots. Yeah. You know, you just do like they do in Europe. Germany, Italy, Spain, and um, – Germany, Italy, Spain – in England, sorry. I don't know how I blank on that. Get four each. <laughs> Zach, I know, I'm surprised. All the ones that blank on that one. <laughs> you know, they get four guaranteed and then have everyone qualify. You know, it's such a simple thing. And everyone watches the Champions League. Everyone loves the group stage days of the Champions League. Every yeah. round is phenomenal. And I think they could do that here. But what they have for Champions League now is just a pathetic bracket tournament, which is like, they try to do like a March Madness thing, but it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. March Madness wouldn't work for football and soccer, right? It has to be, you know, you want that group stage. You want that random like Olympia coming out of nowhere from Honduras and just beating somebody. You know what I mean? Or yeah, like and the reality is, like you said, these MLS teams, even Liga MX, they used to be in Copa Libertadores. Mexico there was, was, a re- was. I don't think MLS yeah. ever was. No, Mexico was, and only same thing. Only Tigres one time went to the final, and every other time they got smacked. I remember seeing that. So it didn't work before. It's not going to work now. Yeah. You know, and the travel. Like people complain about travel across the United States and Canada. Now you're going to go down to Brazil, Argentina. You're going to go to Santiago, Chile. Like really? Like I don't. I don't see the point of it. So I agree. With trash bin. Yes. And the final one, MLS is now changing a lot of the rules when it comes to transfers and salary cap. And to list off some, uh, the first thing is from a third, they're now going to $30 million salary cap, $20 million salary cap floor. Three, D, three DPs do not count against the cap. 
No, no more GAM and TAM money. No transfer fee regulations. Ten international slots. No more trades within the league, just transfers, and no more discovery rights on players. Uh, Toppins trash bins for MLS clearly doing this for Miami. Now I know what you're gonna think, wow, something someone's breaking the rules so Messi can get something better. Nico's gonna absolutely hate this. I fucking love this. All right. It is about time. These should have been the rules. Yeah. This this GAM, TAM shit, allocation order, discovery list is the dumbest, the most Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. shit this league could have done. Removing all of that is good. The trades, stupid as shit. All right. Yeah. If you want a player swap included in the transfer, sure. But if I want to just get a player from the MLS on my team and I will have the money to buy them, we should be allowed to do that. Uh, loans, things like that should be on the table. They need – it was so Mickey Mouse. They wanted to make it so Americanized with this league when you yeah. just cannot do that when there's so much talent outside of the league that you're playing with. It's not possible. And you know what? It mm-hmm. took a guy like Messi to come here for them to realize, hey, if we want to do something like this to keep that happy, we got to do this. Well, you know what? Someone's got to do it. Just like when David Beckham came in and they made the designated player rule. Yeah. Um, it, it's like that, and it happens when that type of player comes in. It changes the league for the better. And if this league wants to grow, this is the right step forward for it. I'm a hundred percent track uh top ins on this one. So I agree with everything you said there. I agree it's top ins, it's the only way MLS but, to be able But yeah. how about introducing these rules at the beginning of the season and not the week Messi and his friends are coming to MLS? That butt was as big as Astrowetz in that picture she posted. <laughs> Which one did you see? There was no button the one I saw. <laughs> I'm just trying to make a funny joke here, Tony. Give me a fucking break, okay? I was scrolling. I was I was scrolling. I was scrolling, okay? You brought me to her page. I started going up and down to take a peek. Um, um but, but yeah. But honestly, like I think that these rules should have been introduced at the beginning of the season. Um I think now doing it for this week, it looks fishy, even though it's gonna benefit the league in the long run. It's gonna look fishy as hell. Yeah, it does. You know, what I mean, to the average, to the it, average it has fan, Yeah, to the average fan, they're gonna say, "Oh, wow, they're just doing it for this guy." For us, we realize that that's actually a big step. You know what I mean? Like, this is a huge step forward for MLS because now these are teams that are gonna be pretty much functioning as their own squad. Not like we're when you sign for TFC, you sign for MLS. That's why the trades are able to happen, right? Yeah. Now this makes every team their own thing. Yeah, but it's I, like introduced at the different time. You know what? It's it's, it's like no it's no surprise. It's no surprise it happened halfway, for him. It's no surprise. Halfway through the, halfway through the damn season. Like, it's no it's no surprise. <laughs> it's no surprise. But, yeah, but you know I what? Mean, it, it better happening sooner than later. I'm I'm happy for the change. Because I think uh, I mean it, reading it's, it's over good. these TFC. This is a lot of like the last few years. We haven't been able to be successful with GAM and TAM money and all these international slots. Like, that's been somewhere where we've really struggled. And seeing this kind of openings now, it actually would benefit oh, yeah. a lot more, right? This is, like, like, see, like, especially like the salary cap. Now you don't need Osorio to be a DP to pay him. You have that extra ten million, you can pay Osorio with him. And, and that's what I'm saying. The one thing that TFC has done over the past 10 years that they've done well is not be afraid to spend money. So now yeah, that we exactly. can, now that we can spend more money, I think it's a great thing for us. Yeah. So I, I think it's great. Um, the only the only one I don't really like is the no discovery rights. I think that takes away from the, the U twenty two initiative. Yeah. So that's the shittier one because that does 
helps you develop younger players, right? And yeah. It gives you a reason to develop your academy. Because that's, that's like one of the only things that – I'm just going to bring hockey. It's the only thing that hockey does well is if you draft a player, the cheaper salary, it keeps them – it help, It just it helps you to make you draft well. And this the I, I, I think, initiative I, helps, I you, it helps should... you do your academy. It helps you – it kind of makes you use that initiative to develop your academy better. You know what I mean? There should be even be a draft in MLS. Let's start with that. No, no. I'm just um, – no, I'm saying as – what what that rule does in the NHL is makes you draft properly and develop for the future. This that rule does the same for MLS, right? Where you should have to use your academies, your TFC twos, your second division teams, right? So, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, but I mean, what isn't the discovery rule also regards to uh, players not playing in the MLS? Yeah. So that's where I don't like it. Um, but technically, I could be wrong, but I think the discovery rule is doesn't uh, affect anyone under contract with MLS. And when they brought in the MLS Next Pro, so like the TFC2 players from mm-hmm. Academy, I believe those players are untouchable because they are technically under contract with an MLS team, even though it's the MLS oh. Next Pro. I don't so know, I think... they're, always, they're always loaned back to TFC, though, when they sign them. Yeah, but what I'm saying is so since they're under an MLS team, so even though we, there's no discovery uh, list anymore no team could come in and swoop a guy from TFC two for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we'd have yeah. to, so it's still that. I think that discovery list is like if they, someone had Wayne Rooney and DC United had to trade for him to get that, to get them off so they could and get up an allocation order so they could take him again, all stupid, stupid, stupid rules that I'm happy are gone. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be a big benefit. It's just, you know, me. Um, I don't mean to cut, change the subject here and go back to Saudi Arabia, but I saw this funny tweet with this guy. Uh, you ever see that video where that kid tells those girls, name me five books? She read yeah. books and she goes, oh, Game of Thrones. Well, there's someone tweets with his picture. His picture goes, to everyone that thinks MLS is better than Saudi Arabia League, without Google, name me five MLS players. Someone comments going, name me five Saudi League teams. <laughs> you know what? I can't. I'm not touching anything. I died. Let me see if I can. I can't, can. I, I can't I, name. So I got Al Nasser, Al Alai, Al Halal, Al Etifaki, and I think that's where I end. What? Tony. I'll miss it. Mm. You there? I can't hear you. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, okay, here. there you go. No, no, I said Al Nassar, oh, Al Nasser, Al Halal, Al Alai, yeah. and Al Etifaki. And those are the only four I can think of. Oh, Al Ithiad. The... Oh, Ithiad, yes. Okay, so you go. Oh, we did it. Let's go. <laughs> I think that's there's only 12 teams in that league, too. That's the worst part. Well, <laughs> but I think four, four of them are all owned by the same guy, like the super rich yeah, guy. That's Al Halal, Al Alai, Al Etifaki. Nasser and Al Ittihad, I think, are all owned by the same guys. It's the same guy in Newcastle. Yeah, he owns he owns them. So, all right. So, as Kaylin Kyle said a few weeks ago, there's no uh, no promotion of the Women's World Cup. But as you know me, if you follow this podcast, I am a huge fan of this sport. Doesn't matter who plays it, and I'm gonna prove Kaylin Kyle wrong. Is we're gonna spend at least ten minutes talking about because that's more than she spent. Because she's too busy trying to get in Messi's pants. Clearly. The amount she tweets it and talks about him. So, Women's World Cup, uh, Nico. Um, let's start with Canada. Does Canada, coming off the winning the gold medal, have a chance to win this World Cup and make a deep run? 
right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be fully uh, transparent. I haven't watched a single world's a uh, women's soccer game since Canada won the gold the gold medal. Um, mm-hmm. It's honest to God. It's not because I don't think it's good soccer or anything like that. I just it's not for me. Um, if you like it, you like it. Great. I hope you watch it. I hope everyone watches. It. I hope everyone supports it. I it's not for me. Will I watch this World Cup? Sure, I'll watch a few games, for, especially for Canada. Um, what yeah. I what blew my mind is I went today on the FanDuel. Uh, I am a degenerate yep. gambler, so I thought you know what? Let me check out some odds <laughs> here. Uh, and where do you think Canada? I don't know if you've looked this up, Tony, but where do you think Canada, as far as like the favorites, like one being the favorite and whatever they teach, where do you think Canada falls in that line? And what would you guess Canada's odds are? Um, I would. I would say they fall between like the seven to ten range. They're ten. Oh, really? Okay. And then I'd say I don't know, maybe plus. I saw it the other day too. It's like plus fifteen hundred or something like that. They're plus thirty four hundred. Wow. So I'm gonna go right into it and give you guys my picks for the tournament. Granted, I know nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have two long shots, and if anyone knows me for listening to this podcast, they know my dad's Portuguese, my mom's Colombian. So I threw five bucks on Portugal at plus ten thousand, and I threw five bucks on Colombia at plus nineteen thousand. Those pay out very nice if they hit, but they won't. Portugal, Portugal's in a tough group because they got the last yeah. two World Cup finals. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I had to throw fives on them because you know what? Why not? But my who's, two who's in Colombia's group? Ah, oh. Colum- uh, Colombia might have a chance to get through. Listen, it's not about just getting out of the group. They have to win the whole did fucking you hear about the, Did you hear about the Colombian uh, Colombian friendly against Ireland? Then I'm going uh, to cut you off. What did, Columbia, what did they, t- they take a long water break to sniff some coke? No, Colombia was so rough with Ireland that the coach stopped the game. The Irish coach. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just beating the chill of the Irish. <laughs> Good. That's all well they should. <laughs> like, it's crazy. So, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if Colombia, is, I don't know if anyone wants to play against Colombia. Good. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that. But here, here are my two... And my things, these odds are way too high. I had to throw some money on them. And that's the first one being Canada. The defending gold medal uh, winners in the in the Olympics, plus 3,400 in a group that really shouldn't give them much difficulty. Yeah. Uh, to get to the next round, I think they are way too high up on the odds. So that was my first one. And my second one is the Netherlands women's team. Yeah. That's, uh, they're, they're, was... plus, they're plus 2,300. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw they were low ranked, and I was actually shocked because the Netherlands. I mean, I, I watch a bit of the women's Champions League too, but they're always their players are always on the dominant teams. Um, they obviously don't have the amount amount of uh, power like the United States and France have, but I was shocked at how low they were ranked too. Yeah, so it, it blew my so I had to throw some money on the Netherlands. So I threw ten bucks on the Netherlands, ten bucks on Canada. Um, I'm hoping those value bets pay out. Other than that, I, I'm excited to watch some of these games. Uh, Canada, Australia is going to be a good one. Canada, Nigeria is going to yeah. be a good one. Like I'm excited for those games. Uh, I love the jerseys for Portugal this year. I think the Portugal women's mm-hmm. team absolutely murdered the Portuguese men's team in their jersey quality from when you look at Portugal's in the last World Cup versus Portugal, the women's team in this World Cup. Their away jerseys are phenomenal. Um, I hope the tournament is super successful, but again, I, I'm not really a wealth of knowledge to talk about this here. As <laughs> if you ask me to name any player not Canadian or American, I'd have a hard time. <laughs> I just, just well, to be honest, just to be honest, I would have a very, I know you wouldn't because Tony's following like a million of them on Instagram because he's in love with yeah. a lot of these people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but other than Canada and the States, I don't think I can name a single player. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I think this is a, I mean, this is going to be 
from following. It's going to be a really good tournament. I mean, you got a lot of obviously United States is number one in the world. Um, they have amazing players in this Fuck league. The States. I know it's it's a shitty part, but I think what I like what I like about it this time you have teams like Spain, France, um, Germany, also England has been fantastic. They won the women's Euro. Um, these these teams here, they're starting to grow. They're starting to develop. And they're doing what Canada can't do. And did you know in this World Cup, you know how many teams have a female, a women's league? Like all, how many teams most, out of 32? Most of them? 30 of them have them. Only two don't. And Canada's yeah. one of them. Yeah, Canada and Haiti. And Haiti, it's because they have... You're telling me Haiti doesn't have a women's team? No. Dude, you're telling me Viet- You're telling me Vietnam... Has a women's league? Yeah, Zambia has a league. China has a league. Morocco has a league? Yep. Give me a break. Yep. Panama has one. Canada does not have one. Canada and Haiti are the only two that don't have a league. And that's why I feel I am so afraid that the the women, the the gold gold medal winning team, is not going to get out of this group. And it scares me. It sucks because I want to support Canada. I really want to. They have a lot of players well. playing in Europe, though, man. It's not like they don't, know, they just don't have a just, league here. They have a lot of good players out there, and, and you know what? Their just, players are getting older know. too. The a yeah. lot of players that were young at the gold at the gold when they won the gold medal have gotten yeah. a bit older and getting more into their prime yeah, players, like, like Julio, Grosso Julio Grosso's, who I'm thinking Jordan Wiedema and like yeah. things like that. You know, maybe maybe Jordan Wiedema is on a revenge season now with that no longer she's with Alfonso <laughs> Davies, and people just keep reminding her about it in every <laughs> comment on her TikTok that uh, Alfonso Davies is up. Maybe she's in a revenge era, Tony. We don't know. Maybe. I hope so, because I hope Canada as well. Um, the other thing about this that kind of softball Canadian soccer is like, I don't know if you saw like the like the U.S. women had a really cool like a preview commercial for the World Cup. The French one had a really good one with they use like and they use the AI technology just put Mbappe and Griezmann on the Canadian, on the French women, and they made like oh you, you look at these highlights, but really they were the women's highlights. So they showed like these really nice goals, but they put as Mbappe agreed, but really they were the women and they kind of switched it up. Yeah. And even like just the marketing from like, even Italy had this really cool marketing thing where we've seen it many times in the men's game where it's a, they show all the pictures of the players and then like a little kid sitting in front and Italy did that with the women's players and a little girl sitting in front. Like the marketing that the, most of the countries are doing has been really cool and nice to see, but Canada, I mean, like if you look at my Instagram story, I've posted Italy's, marketing for this world cup but i haven't posted canada because canada haven't done any canada sucks when it comes like to literally sport, done, like we, you're the olympic we, gold medal. we saw it for we saw it for the you gold know? cup um there was it's no crazy, literally man. nothing anywhere about the gold cup and things like that it's just canada does not give a shit about soccer because none of the tv broadcasters have the rights so they figure then we're not gonna yeah. fucking advertise but it. you know the worst part is canada does have tsn does have the rights to this world cup yeah, that's a, that's that's a joke. But so actually, now that you have the Fanduel thing out there, what's the over under for the goals for USA versus Vietnam? For USA, USA beat Vietnam? Philippines thirteen nothing last World Cup, and I'm okay. curious of what what how many goals are projected by the US? USA Vietnam, so they don't actually have a over under. They just have like you can bet over, like so over three and a half goals. Mm-hmm. If you bet over three and a half goals, if you bet a hundred dollars, you'll win six dollars and twenty five cents. Like, um, I don't even know if you can if you can like bet 
Can you bet over 10? Because I can see 10 going in. Uh, let me see goal props <laughs> here. Uh, over under four and a half goals, I think, is the highest you can. Oh, no, you can go over under six and a half goals, and that will pay you out almost even money. It's still wow. like a, so over under six and a half goals, 100 bucks would give you $80. That's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of goals. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so follow up. We'll keep support the Canadian women in this World Cup, guys. So, yeah, we'll keep you updated every well. week with how they're doing. Hope they make a nice deep run for us. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, actually, one last thing. Do you think? Uh, I know you don't really watch it, but do you think this is USA wins again, or will somebody else? You have a feeling somebody else can come through. I hope someone else, man. I don't want to see the States. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hope for that. And Tony, I want to end the pod on a bright note. Um, Sofia Vergara is now single. So feel free to slide in those DMs, my friend. Ooh, uh, <laughs> she's, a bit old. she's a bit old for me. Buddy, she is way better than Shakira. You shut your whore mouth. She's not. Buddy, you're okay. fucked. Oh my God. We can, <laughs> we're going to go on for another right hour. Now. We got we to gotta <laughs> cut this down right now because I could argue this till I'm blue in the face. First of all, they're both Colombian, so I'll give them both that. Um, but so- Sofia Vergara is ten times the woman Shakira is, and it's not even close. I don't know. No. All Sofia right. We, great, we, can't, we, can't, wrong. we can't. We can't. We can't. This is a great episode. We'll be back here next Thursday. You can find us everywhere at Footy LG, Spotify, Apple Music, Read Podcasts, TikTok, Instagram for some social content. Uh, be back here next Thursday. We'll be talking a little bit of Leaks Cup. Uh, that's what Toronto C will be going into from now on. We'll be talking transfers. We'll be talking all that and more. So make sure you're back here next Thursday. Thank you all next, for listening. And Tony, what's week, that? Next week is actually the one-year anniversary of the pod. Whoa! Yes, Let's sir. Get hammered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a live pod and just drink away all the TFC <laughs> sorrows. Uh, no, that'll be great. So guys, be here next Thursday. Um, I have a Tony myself. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>